Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. another broadcast center around the kingdom of God. Amen. Jesus commanded us to preach the kingdom to all nations, he said, for, for witness, amen, before the end would come. And so that's what we do. We preach the kingdom, amen, that Jesus is Lord in heaven but the Bible says that he is Lord of heaven and earth. Everybody doesn't know that in this earth realm. Everybody knows that in heaven, amen, in heaven operates according to righteousness. Everybody doesn't know that in this earth realm. And so we allow Jesus to be Lord and we receive a revelation knowledge. Jesus says that upon this rock, I will build my church and that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. That knowledge that he is the Christ, the son of the living God, given unto mankind through revelation. Amen. That revelation knowledge that he is Lord, that he is the Christ, that he is the anointed. Amen. Is the building block. Amen. Is the foundation of his church. Amen. And so if, if we operate by revelation, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. And so I'll deal with that a little bit tonight. You know, God is a God of revelation. Amen. God is a God who reveals himself. He reveals the truth. He manifests what is, what is right. Amen. And so I want to start in Revelations. Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. Amen. God is a teacher. He is, he is always teaching and he's always taught. The Bible says, and they shall be taught of the Lord, as the prophet says. Amen. And so if we're going to learn anything, we must be taught by the Lord. Revelations chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and was and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Amen. Amen. The King James says, I am the beginning and the ending. Amen, saith the Lord, which was and is and is to come, the the Almighty. So Jesus, you know, we, we talk about the names of God. Jesus says, I am the Alpha. Anytime you see the Lord God, Jesus say, I am. Amen. They're fixing to give a revelation of who they are. Amen. The great I am uh, that God told Moses to tell his people that he was the great, the great I am. Amen. Tell them that I am has sent you. Amen. And so God is who he is. Amen. And so we have to learn who God is. And Jesus says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You know that there's no ending to God. Amen. There's no ending to God to Jesus. So what is Jesus saying? I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end or the ending. Amen. Well, the Alpha, it is the first letter of the Greek alphabet and Omega is the last letter, amen, of the Greek alphabet. So when Jesus says I'm the Alpha and the Omega, he's, he's referring to the fact that he is the Word, Amen. The beginning of the word, the end of the word, everything in between 
Jesus is the word that expresses the truth, that expresses the will of God. Amen. That every story, amen, it is began with a word. And so the story of the Lord and the story of history, amen, can be seen in the word of God. And that word is true, amen. It supersedes man. When he says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, man cannot say that, amen. Man enters in, amen, to the things of God, amen. He enters into the life that God has for him. He gets perspective, amen. He gets sight, amen, according to his understanding from the Lord. So the Lord is saying that he watches over everything. He knows all. He sees all. Amen. So he's the beginning of the word. He is the end of the word. It's amazing that this is in Revelations, which is supposed to be the end. Revelation talks about, in many instances, it talks about the things that were in the beginning. Amen. The things of Genesis. And 1 John, 1 John chapter 1. Verse 1, it says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. So here again, Jesus is referred to as, as the word, and that the apostles were first that they were eyewitnesses, that Jesus was raised from the dead. And so they had firsthand knowledge of that word, that which was from the beginning, that which we have heard. So they heard the word, that which we have seen with our eyes. They have seen the word, that which we have looked upon. Our hands have handled concerning the word of life. So Jesus is not only the word, that Jesus is that word of life. So he is a living word. He is the living word for those who receive his breath, his inspiration, and his instruction. Amen. So the word covers that which is, that which was, and that which is to come. Why is that so important? That if you can look into the word and see what is, if you can see what was and what is to come, then you can gain instruction. In other words, there are things that have already happened in the word. There is instruction in the word. You don't have to experience everything for yourself. Your job is to fellowship with Jesus, fellowship with the Father God, fellowship with the one who is over all, amen, that has all wisdom, all knowledge, all understanding, who is the word that tells the story of life, amen, and tells the story of what to avoid. In other words, there's a way of life, amen, and there is a way, the Bible says, that leads to destruction. You can see a person on the path and you can tell that if they don't change where they will end up, okay? Let me say that again. You can see a person on a path. Let's just say a person on the path of destruction. If he does not have an encounter with the Lord, if he does not respond to the goodness of God, we can tell where that path will lead. Amen. To destruction. Amen. Same thing with us. Amen. That we are called into fellowship with the Lord. Amen. That fellowship, the Bible says, is Fellowship in light, it shows us where we are in relationship with the Lord. We don't have to continue to make mistakes, amen. We don't have to depart from the straight paths of the Lord, amen. In Isaiah chapter 46, Isaiah chapter 46. Verses 9 and 10. 
It says, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. So, so God is counseling. He's saying that his counsel will stand. Amen. Because he is God and there is no other like, like him. Amen. He, he named Cyrus, amen, before, hundreds of years before Cyrus was born. And he declared what Cyrus would do as a pagan king, but one who God would touch their heart to lend to the construction of God's temple, the building of God's, God's house. God can do what he want to, amen. And it's, it is in the word. He declares the end. So he's not only the beginning and the end. Like I said, there's no end to him. Amen. It, it tells the whole story. Alpha to Omega. Amen. Every letter. Amen. In between every letter, which makes a word, which makes a story. Amen. Even that which begins a dialogue. Amen. From the word. You can have a dialogue with the Lord from his word. Amen. Amen. You can speak to the Lord. The Bible says, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be scarlet, that the Lord will make them white as snow. From the word. Amen. The Alpha and the Omega. You can have a conversation with the Lord concerning your destiny. So your destiny is found in him. In him we move and breathe and have our be. Amen. When we, when we become conscious or aware, amen, like Adam, that God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, he became a living soul. When we become born again, when we receive that breath of God upon the word of God, which is the life of God, Amen. We become a living soul. Our soul is active, is alive. It is able to receive from the Lord. Amen. It is also able to receive from the world. Amen. But we are called, the Bible says, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, good and evil. Choose life. Choose the blessing. Amen. Choose Choose the good. So the soul is to respond to the goodness of God. Jesus says, there's none good but the Lord, the Father God. So the soul is to respond to the goodness of God and to choose that goodness over what the world is offering. So we have to be in constant relationship with the Lord, constant fellowship with the Lord. Amen. Always choosing life. Always choosing, choosing light. Amen. So the Lord declares the end from the beginning. It helps us. Amen. If you can see in the word, the end from the beginning, you would not strive against that which is of the Lord. Amen. That if you could see the end from the beginning, you could learn some things and not to make the same mistakes that others made. Amen. So one of the purposes of the word of God is for us to receive instruction about the path of righteousness, amen, as opposed to the path of the wicked. In 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy, chapter 1, In verse 17, 1 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 17, Paul says to Timothy, Now to the king eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, King James says, to the only wise God, be honor and glory forever." 
and ever. Amen. Amen. And so God is the only wise God, says unto the king eternal. Amen. That is perpetuity forever. Immortal is a little different. Immortal can means eternal, but it also means imperishable. It means not corruptible. Amen. Not subject to corruption. Everything in this earth is subject to corruption. That's why the Lord teaches you that treasure should not be corruptible. Amen. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Amen. Don't lay it for yourself. Treasures in this earth where there is corruption. Amen. Moth and rust and thieves. Don't lay it for yourself. Treasures in this earth. But treasure should be in heaven. Lay it for yourself. Treasure in heaven. Amen. Where there is not corruption. Amen. So Jesus is the treasure of heaven. Amen. And is the knowing Jesus as the treasure. Amen. That causes you to have the right perspective about the stuff of this earth. Amen. <laughs> Versus the, the true riches, the Bible says, of, of heaven. Amen. And so the reason that you give, because you have revelation. Amen. You cannot give properly. Amen. If you don't have a revelation. Amen. The reason that you give, you lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. You're showing that that which is carnal or that is corruptible is not your treasure. But the will of God is your treasure. And Jesus is your treasure. So you give into the work of God because you have a, a heavenly revelation, a heavenly, a heavenly perspective. It says, now unto the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. So it gives God his, his proper place. Amen. In other words, that if you're going to attain unto your destiny in the Lord, amen, you're going to have to know who God is. Amen. I know that sounds strange. Somebody says, shouldn't I be focusing on me? Well, before you can attain unto your destiny, you need to know that God alone is wise, the only wise God. Amen. You need to know that he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Amen. That he is the beginning of a thing. He is the ending of the thing. Amen. That you can put your hope in him, your trust in him to know what your end will be. Amen. But if you try to strike out without the Lord and without a revelation of the greatness of God, the bigness of God, that he, that he already has a path for you, for your destiny. Amen. And that your job is to be on that path, to discover that path. Amen. So the Lord is the treasure. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto treasure in a field that when someone found it, they bought the field. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 13, they, they bought the field for the treasure. Hallelujah. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of goodly pearls that when he found this pearl of great price, he stopped searching for pearls, sold all that he had to purchase the pearl. Amen. So discovering treasure, amen, true treasure. This world will have you going after money and possessions which cannot satisfy. Amen. I'll say it again because a lot of people don't believe that. This world will have you going after money and possessions which cannot satisfy. 
Amen. They cannot satisfy the requirement for salvation and they cannot satisfy you because they will, it will put you on a path of going after more and going after more and going after more. Amen. Until you get to the end of your life. Amen. And you have not reached, you have not attained unto life. Doesn't matter how much money you have, you don't have life. Amen. Doesn't matter how many houses you have. It doesn't even matter how many businesses that you start. There's no life <laughs> without the Lord. And so the Lord is teaching you. You're on a journey. The Lord is the Lord is teaching you what is right. I will show you, man, what is right. I will show you, man, what is good. Amen. So the Lord is always teaching people. Jesus is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. So in the word, there are people and stories of people along various um, um, parts of the path that they are on, either the path of life or the path of death. Amen. And so the word tells what was, what is, and is to come. Amen. And it teaches wisdom, the all-surpassing wisdom of God, the overarching everything, the wisdom of God. In Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9. Amen. So the Lord is, is, is teaching. He's, he's comparing and contrasting himself to a natural father. Amen. You know how the Bible says you, you have earthly fathers. Amen. That it talks about how that if you being evil, know how to give good things, how much more shall your heavenly Father gives good things, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask, amen. So good things, it, it represents that what God did was good. And so in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9, it says, Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? So here's an important part that you need to know if you are going to attain unto your destiny, that you will have to receive the correction which is of the Lord. The correction which is of the Lord seems to hurt the flesh or discipline the flesh, but we see a thing that we are supposed to be in submission to the Father of spirits. Amen. So we find out that we are spirit. We are spirit, soul, and body, but the, our spirit is our heart. It is the real us. It is how we make contact with God. Amen. So spirit to spirit, the Bible says God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. We do honor the, the Lord, the Bible says, with our bodies and with our spirits, but we we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. So the flesh must be disciplined so that the spirit of man can rule while the spirit of man is in submission to the father of spirits. So let's get it right. You know, we are made in the image of God. So God is spirit. Amen. And so we are made in his spiritual image. We are partakers of the divine nature. Amen. And so it is, it is not the flesh. The, the flesh would have to be disciplined so that the spirit can rule. And so we must more readily, the Bible says, be in submission, subject to the father of spirits. To live, that's how we live, that's how we receive life. So you cannot have life apart from the Lord. You must be subject to the Father of spirits. Jesus says that my command, commandments are not grievous, amen. And so that's where the word of God comes in, that our mind is renewed by the word of God so that the word of God is not grievous unto us. We understand that God loves us. 
We understand that everything that God speaks to us, even correction, is for our good, that we may be partakers of his holiness. That's what it says in verse 10. For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them, but he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. His holiness is his divine nature. So if you don't receive the correction of the Lord, you cannot be a partaker of his holiness. Amen. And then down in verses 22 and 23. It says, But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. So this is describing heaven, but it says that we have come to heaven on earth, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. So again, that God must have a hold of you in this earth realm. Why? Because the Bible says that Jesus reconciles all things unto himself, those things in heaven and in earth. Amen. So the assembly of the firstborn, the church of God, we partake or we have in common, things in common with the assembly in heaven. Amen. That we receive the correction of the Lord and that our spirits are made perfected. Our spirits are mature. Our spirits are made perfect. Amen. So when we praise the Lord, for instance, that there can be also um, um, synchronized. We can be synchronized with heaven. As we are praising the Lord, there's no distance between heaven and earth. And that we can be praising and the angels with us and in heaven can be praising we are gathered together at that Mount Zion. That's what the church is called to be. The church is called to be Mount Zion. <laughs> Amen. Yes, there are many churches which name themselves Mount Zion. We're, the whole church is supposed to be the assembly of the firstborn. What's the firstborn? Jesus is the firstborn of those raised from the dead. Amen. So Jesus is over the church perfecting the church, giving instruction, amen, cleansing the church so that we would have a mindset where the things of God are not grievous. We love the word of God. We love correction even from the Lord. We love for the Lord to deal with us. We would rather the Lord deal with us than not to feel his presence or his hand, amen. We would cry out to the Lord, deal with me. Amen. Let me see you. Let me know you. Let me experience you. Let me change. Let me respond to your goodness. Let me respond to your presence. Amen. You know, it's no problem, amen, to get people healed if their eyes were open. Amen. To what heaven was doing, what heaven was working, what God was working, that they would be participating in what the will of God from heaven was in this earth, bringing his kingdom into this earth realm. Let me read it again. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, that's New Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, so many angels you can't count them, to the general assembly. And church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits, to the spirits of just men made perfect. Amen. And so we have commonality with the people, the citizens of heaven. Amen. Is that we made Jesus our Lord and we're not seeking wickedness. We are not seeking Sin. We're staying on that path that God has for us out of intimacy and fellowship, fellowship with the Lord. We're being taught of the Lord. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. 
verses 8 through 10. This is the Apostle Paul. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8 through 10. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of this mystery. Mystery is something that was hidden, something that was unseen, that the Apostle Paul, as a minister, he is entrusted with the, 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 the mystery to reveal it, amen, and to guard it, amen. The fellowship of the mystery, that means communion of the mystery, which from the beginning of ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ. So that which is hidden again, it, it speaks of treasure. It speaks of it being precious. Amen. So you would have to count the, the word of God being revealed as precious to the intent that now, that's verse 10, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. So it says that this manifold wisdom of God, manifold means multi-sided. It means um, multi-purposed wisdom that God gives the wisdom to the church through the apostle to teach principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Now, did you catch that? God uses the church to teach the angels and the fallen angels. Amen. Why would the fallen angels? What need, needs to be learned? Amen. Well, something has already happened which affects the principalities and powers in heavenly places. The angels preceded man and God in his wisdom chose, amen, that which was weak, amen, that which looks foolish, amen, to teach the angels, amen, concerning, concerning his, his wisdom, amen. So God uses the church to teach the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Amen. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 14. Why would he have to teach? God is the father of spirits. You should rather be in subjection to the father of spirits and Leo. Now, man has in a state, amen, though he is a spirit, angels have in a state, amen, and so we're supposed to stay in our estate. But there were angels that left their first estate, amen. They, Lord, what is it? They misunderstood God. They misunderstood the wisdom of God and they misunderstood the power of God, amen. It's obvious that they misunderstood it because they did not respond to God properly, amen. The book of Isaiah, Chapter 14, verses 12 through 17. Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 17. How you're fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you're cut down to the ground. You weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will send into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the congregation on the farther side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to hell, to the lowest parts, the lowest depths of the pit. Those who see you will gaze at you. And consider you saying, is this the man who made the earth to tremble, who shook the kingdoms, who made the worlds as a wilderness and destroyed its cities, who did not 
open the house of his prisoners. Amen. So this is speaking to the devil who was Lucifer. Amen. Who iniquity was found in him. He rebelled against God. And he became Satan. And he took, a, he drew a third of the angels with him. And so they were cast out of heaven. There was, the Bible says there was no place found for him in heaven anymore. So this has happened, and this is in the word, and this is for believers, amen, to learn from, amen. This is what even the angels can learn from, this, this word, amen, this, this mystery, amen, this fellowship of the mystery which God gave to the apostle Paul and to the other apostles and gave to the church, the Bible says, to the intent that they would instruct the principalities and powers in those heavenly places, the manifold wisdom of God. The devil's um, main problem, his main issue, was that he was lifted up in pride, the Bible says, because of his wisdom that God gave him and his beauty. Amen. And so he thought that influenced, the Bible says, by his traffic, amen, his merchandising, amen. And so that whole mammon system, he was working that in heaven to gain influence with the other angels to try to overthrow God, amen. The Bible says that his vesture was made of every precious thing. Think about that. Gold and silver, diamonds, every every precious stone, emeralds, amen. Every every precious things that could be named was a part of who he was, amen. And so he lusted after those things, the gold, the silver, the diamonds, amen. And he made a system, amen, of lust after those, those things. God gave freely. The Bible says in the garden that in the land of Havilah was gold and the gold was good. God had given the gold. But what, what is the secret? What is the wisdom of God? Everything that God gives. Now listen, listen. Everything that God gives is to be used to worship him. Therefore, you show that you're not in love with the things that are given. Amen. Gold, silver, <laughs> you use it to worship the Lord. The, some fine clothing. Amen. You use it to worship the Lord. Amen. The Bible says his instruments was, was in his clothing also. So those instruments, those musical instruments, you got musical instruments. How, if you do not want those musical instruments to be subject to corruption, you have to use them to worship the Lord. Amen. A voice, amen, which is good. A voice which is not so good, but you know God has called you. God will put an anointing upon your life. He will draw you, amen, unto himself. Where you are, we, the Lord will draw you, amen, with cords of love, amen, so that you can worship him, adore him, and now the pipes will get better, amen. As you praise and worship the Lord, they are for him, amen. So he's able to anoint and help you to find your place, amen, to give you talents, to give you abilities, not from the world, but from him, amen, to use it to honor, to honor the Lord, amen. And so the devil failed, amen. And you can look at that. That is, Jesus is the alpha, the omega, the beginning of the word, the end of the word. It's in there, it's in the word where that you can look at it, amen. And you can receive wisdom and instruction from the truth about how the devil failed. So man's fall was the second fall, at least the second fall. For the devil had already fallen. <laughs> Amen. And so we can learn from the fact that the devil failed. 
Amen. It's in there. It's in the word. It's in the alpha. And it is in the omega. The beginning and the end. Amen. So God offers redemption to man. That's what you need to get. That's what you need to have an appreciation for. That God offers redemption to man. In Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 14 through 19. It speaks of two paths, amen. Like I said, if you have wisdom, if you have understanding, you can look at a person on a path and see where they are headed, amen. If they are not on the path of the righteous, amen, then they are headed to destruction unless they receive an encounter with the Lord. Now, the Lord is always knocking. Amen. So they are without excuse. So the Lord wants to interrupt the people that are on the wrong path. Amen. Verse 14, do not enter the path of the wicked. and Do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they do not sleep unless they have done evil, and their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. So this is saying that there is a path of the wicked. Now, those that are truly wicked, this is what I want you to understand. Okay, they are trying to draw you on the same path that they are on. But they cannot sleep, for they do not sleep unless they have done evil. And their sleep is taken away unless they make someone to fall. And so they're trying to teach you the ways of wickedness. Amen. They're trying to teach you the ways of mammon. Take you under my shoulder and, and teach you the ways. Amen. And it is a path of wickedness. For they eat the bread of wickedness and they drink the wine of violence. Amen. So that's their food, wickedness. Amen. And violence is their drink. But the path of the just or the righteous is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter until that perfect day. Amen. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. So it talks about two paths, the path of the wicked and the path of the righteous or the just path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. It gets brighter and brighter until the perfect day. You know, day breaks. That's where we get that word. Day breaks and it gets brighter and brighter and brighter. That's the way revelation knowledge is. That's the way the path of the righteous is. We're not trying to run away from God. We're not trying to run away from his presence. So we're receiving that revelation knowledge which draws us close to him which we entrust, which we are entrusted with. We are stewards for the Lord. Amen. And so the Bible says that the word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. And so it gets brighter and brighter and brighter as we take those steps to the Lord. Amen. That we are not trying to get away from the Lord. We are not trying to be on the path, the path of the wicked. Amen. So God's redemptive plan gives man the opportunity for a second chance, amen, for everyone to appear in their glorious form. So y'all know I preach this a lot, that in the beginning, man had glory. But when he sinned, the glory departed. In the beginning, God put glory on everything for his purpose. And as long as people were subject to God's purpose, subject to God by being subject to the purpose. Amen. There was glory on it. In other words, that glorified the Lord. Everyone and everything that was subject to God's purpose for which he made it had the glory of God on it. Amen. And shown in that glory, which gave glory back to God. Amen. Everything that God made was with purpose. And it is that purpose in where glory lies. You know, a lot of times people say, you know, I, I hear God saying certain things. I've heard prophetic words. But, you know, I want to strike out on a different path. I want to do something a little different. Amen. 
you are not submitting yourself, subjecting yourself to the Father of spirits to receive the life that he has. Amen. You're like the prodigal son. You're actually like Jonah. <laughs> God told Jonah to do things. And to, to, to preach to that great city of men of over 100,000 people. And Jonah booked a ship to Tarsus. <laughs> Tarsus. He ran away from God. Amen. And God caught that boat up in a storm. They had to throw Jonah off. He was swallowed by a whale. Jesus used that example. That as Jonah was in the belly of a great fish, so the Son of Man was must be in the belly of the earth three days and three nights. Amen. So Jonah, he ran from his purpose, which means he ran from his destiny. What do I mean? Destiny is, is part of your purpose. You have a destiny. Amen. It is the destination, amen, that you take to get you to the end intended by the Lord. Amen. Your destiny, a destination. You're, you're on a. You're going to a destination. Amen. You have a path. Amen. And the Lord can tell you when you're on that path, and the Lord can tell you when you have gotten off of that path. Amen. So destiny is to arrive at your destination on the plan that God has for you. Amen. That God, your destination that God has in Hebrews chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 16. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 16. Depending on... <clears throat> What version, you know, King James, I use King James and New King James, basically, um, strictly, mainly all that I use is King James. Sometimes, you know, I may check out some other version, but I like, I like King James and New King James. New King James, Hebrews 2.16 says, for he indeed does not give aid to the angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. That's that's a little bit, a little bit hard to understand unless you you can see it also in the King James. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, speaking of Jesus, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Amen. So that redemptive plan, he did not offer a redemptive plan to angels. When the devil failed his Fate was sealed. Amen. You're going to hell. You are going to hell. Hell was made for the devil and his angels. Ironclad in the word. Full stop. Amen. But the devil wants to put people on that same path that he's going. Well, we have a chance. We preach. Why do we preach the gospel? You have a second chance. You may not knew that you were born into sin, we preach the gospel to show you that you were born into sin, but fear not you have a second chance. He does not give aid to angels, amen, when the devil fail. Every word that talked about, amen, that the devil is will be in hell, amen. That word is, is there, but we have good news. We have a glorious gospel that brings glory back to man. We have a glorious gospel where we can end up in heaven with the Lord. Amen. That is our ultimate destiny. Amen. So we have a destiny. We have a calling. We have a purpose in this earth realm. Hallelujah. And how we deal with that. It, it will show where we will end up. Amen. As fulfilling the call of God. Amen. So you're called to live for God in the place and the calling that he has for you. Amen. And so many, 
our own paths. Amen. And you can see the end from the beginning on those paths. In other words, unless something changes. If, if a person is on a path, the path of the righteous, it's also, it's mentioned several times, 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. So there's a path of righteousness, amen. So if somebody is on that path, the path of the righteous, like the light of day grows brighter and brighter until that perfect day, till he winds up in heaven. If you see someone on that path, you know where they will end up. But the Bible says to be careful that you think that you stand. And again, the Bible says in Ezekiel, uh, around chapter 22, it talks about that if the righteousness that a person did, hey man, if they leave that path of righteousness, that they would die in their sins. The preacher or the the prophet Ezekiel is to is to warn people. And so I don't mess around with that. You know, the Bible says that I'm persuaded of better things for you, things that pertain to salvation. So you need to stick with the things that pertain to salvation. Do not depart from the things that pertain to salvation. Amen. And so you can see a person on the path of the righteous. You say, praise God, they're on the path. I know where that path ends up. If they stay on that path, I know where they will end up. Well, the path of the wicked. If they're on the path of the wicked, if something don't change, you know where they will, will end up. Amen. And so you, you have to pray. Let's pray a little different. We pray to get souls saved. If you have a son or a daughter, you say, Lord, they're on the wrong path. Amen. The Bible says depart from it. And you turn away. Amen. Father, I pray that they depart from that path, that you place them on the path of the righteous, that you bring someone into their path, amen, to preach the gospel, to tell them the good news, amen. So we're living, us living for God brings purpose and, glo and glory back. In other words, back to that glorious state where people understand. It's the glory which causes people to understand. If you be a glorious church, People understand there is a hell to shun. There's a heaven to gain. If you be a glorious church, if you have the glory on you, amen, the glory is precious. And anything the glory is on is precious, amen. And so it is, it is the glory of God that makes you so precious unto God. Psalms chapter 8. Psalms, chapter 8, verses 4 through 9. Psalms, chapter 8, verses 4 through 9. What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you visit him? You made him a little lower than the angels, and you crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion. This is the purpose that God made man. So he, he crowned him with the glory. Amen. So he had a crown. Amen. So God took of his glorious crown and he placed it on Adam. Amen. Thus, he was placing it on all men if men had not, if Adam had not fallen. Amen. You made him a little lower than the angels and you crowned him with glory and honor. And you made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. That's his purpose. And you put all things under his feet. That's his purpose. All sheep and oxen, even the beast of the field, including the, the devil came as a beast of the field. The devil came as a serpent. So Adam was supposed to be ruling over the devil. The birds of the air, the fish of the sea, that pass through the paths of the seas. Then it says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. So did you catch that? God's name is excellent in the earth. Devil tries to box God out of the earth by having people that are not subject to God. Amen. That 
if you are subject to your natural fathers, how much more readily shall you be subject to the father of spirits and Leo? Spirit is first. Be subject to God. Submit it unto God so that the glory will come back, so that people will see, O oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Amen. So there's an attempt by Satan to cheapen the glory by saying that which is corruptible is more precious. Even when Satan try, tried to tempt Jesus, he showed him the kingdoms of the world and the glories and the riches. He says, all this I will give to you if you will bow down and worship me. In other words, honor me. Amen. Jesus says, it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. Amen. That's the order. That's the right order. It is, it is not it is not the silver to go. It is, it is not even political kingdoms that are the greatest thing. It is Jesus is the greatest treasure and his kingdom is the greatest government. Amen. Everything is supposed to be subject to Jesus. Every kingdom, every government is supposed to be subject to his government. The government is upon his shoulder. The devil uses the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life to present things for you to lust after. Amen. If Jesus is your treasure, then you won't lust after other things. So the revelation is that Jesus is your treasure, that it doesn't matter how much money somebody offers you. Amen. You will never count that money more precious than Jesus. Jesus said it over and over again that he says you must take up your cross and follow me. He says to count the cost. He says evaluate, tabulate the cost. Amen. That if you don't love me more than family, if you don't love me more than things, Jesus says how hardly it, it is for those who trust in riches to enter into the kingdom. In other words, a way is not found for them to enter in while they are holding on or trusting in riches and other things. Amen. So people want to change the word. Amen. They say, well, that's not what that means. Amen. And so they, they give a place. They give a place to Satan. Amen. Or his spirit. His, his spirit is, is wooing them, amen, causing them to lust. A person sins, the Bible says, when he is drawn away by his own lust and enticed, amen. When that desire, when Satan's desire becomes your desire, each person sins when he is drawn away by his own lust, amen. So now you have made Satan's desire, yours, and you trusted or counted or tabulated those things greater than, than the Lord. Amen. Now you can be enticed. You can be um, destabilized. You can be moved away from purpose. Amen. Oh, I wish I had time. Ministers can be moved away from their purpose and their destiny by their love for money, and even their love, and they look at other ministers, they see the, the, the prestige that they have, and they desire that also. And so they can be enticed. They can be moved away from the perfect plan, the perfect path of the Lord. Father, we thank you for that word. We thank you that you're teaching us even now. Hallelujah. You never stopped calling, Lord. Holy Ghost, you never stopped knocking. Amen. We got breath in our lungs. Hallelujah. Father, grant us ears to hear. Hallelujah. Eyes to see. Lord God, deal with the hardened heart. Amen. For the one that didn't even know, amen, that their hearts were hardened because of the lust for other things. Amen. The cares of this world the lust for money and other things. 
that it is caused, it has choked the word and caused it to be unfruitful. Amen. Father, the word is true. Father, we repent, Lord God. Every time you show us what is right, what is true, Father God, we, we repent. Keep us on that straight and narrow path. Oh Lord, we cry, we desire, Lord God. Hallelujah. We're not playing games. Amen. Keep us on that straight path. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.